Gun line, gun line, gun line. What's going on, everybody? It's Fire Mission coming down. It's your host, Lopez, from On The Gun Line Podcast, where we shoot the shit like we did in the past out in the field. Today is a very special day for me here. I get to pop my cherry like a virgin. I got a, <laughs> I got a guest on here who we were in the same MOS. You were at 13 Bravo, I believe, right? Yes, 13 Bravo. All right, and I've never met this cat, and artillery is a small-ass world. But he knows my old chief, Sergeant Juarez. And, well, we're going to go ahead and get into that a little bit more. Let me just get this uh-huh. intro out of the way. So I'd like to welcome over here uh, our guest. His name is Alan Silva. He is a coach slash mentor slash jack of all trades. Master of none, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> but with yeah. that being said, thank you for being here with us today. Just one more thing before I do. Uh, thank you all for listening to the midweek memo. We've been getting a lot of reactions on that, as well as for the shoot the shit that I did with Diaz. Thanks a lot for listening, and keep on coming on with y'all questions for us. So, with that being said, welcome, Mr. Alan Silva. How you doing today? Hey, how's it going? It's a pleasure being here on your podcast. Um, I appreciate you being here. Uh, I'm a big fan. I like the way you get on here. You talk some shit. Uh, it reminds me of all the 13 Bravos and how we used to do it back in the day. Yes, Because, you know, when I came in in 1990, you know, they, used take, they used to take you to the wood line. Yes, sir. So you had to be ready to fight. Goddamn right. Um, I, the funny thing, you brought that up. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that here in a second. Um, as far as like the, I, I remember hearing the story of the bathroom incident uh, oh, yeah. on your podcast for the listeners that don't know, Coach Silva here, he has his own podcast called Coach Silva, right? Yeah, the Coach Silva podcast. All right, cool. Yeah. We'll definitely delve into that as well. But for those of us who don't know you, including myself, who is Alan Silva? What's your story? Well, the story is, you know, I'm from uh, a small town in Connecticut, Waterbury, Connecticut, uh, 80s baby. Uh, grew up doing the, all the crack and all that stuff going on in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just wasn't ready to go to college. You know, I wasn't waiting. You know, I went, but I, I majored <laughs> in playing spades. So, <laughs> you know, that, that that didn't sit well with the professors. So right. I don't even know if I had a grade. And then, uh, you know, I went back home and my dad was like, you got to do something. You can't stay here. Mm-hmm. My brother was in the military and I said, fuck it. You know, he's in Germany and I walked in the recruiting station and I said, hey, I don't give a damn what the job is. I just got to go to Germany. Oh, damn. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, I, I went to Germany, uh, was stationed a lot of different places, you know, a you know, 26 year career. Holy uh, shit. Thank you for your service. Four, four was under protest. <laughs> okay. Cause they don't have to let you retire. People think once you get to 20, you just put your paperwork and retire. Mm-hmm. I'm a prime example that that shit didn't happen. Oh, word? I, yeah, I was in an assignment. They were like, nah, bro. Oh, damn. Nah. So it's just a request to retire. It's a request. Retirement's actually a privilege oh, unless shit. you reach RCP. Oh, damn. Now, okay. if you reach RCP, they have to let you go ahead and retire. Right. But at 20, if, if your RCP is past 20, they can keep you depending on the assignment. So, oh, damn. Ruthless. That's know, something I that nobody knew. Area, uh, and it just worked out. I mean, 13 Bravo. Uh, I hit Germany. When I hit Germany, you know, the drill, you know, Desert Storm had just kicked off. Okay. And the drill sergeants was like, look, 
your ass is going to Germany, so you ain't got to worry about going to Desert Storm, Desert Shield, because mm-hmm. they're only taking soldiers from the States. Ah, they okay. They were some motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> got them, coach. <laughs> they was them just are lying their ass off. I got there, the Sergeant Major gave me $400, and he said, go buy some personal hygiene, because we were supposed to went to the desert three days ago. Oh, damn. <laughs> yes, yes. And then this bu- this bubba first song gonna tell me, well, if you don't want to go, you know, we'll just put you in jail, and then we'll kick you out when we get back. Damn. Prime yeah. example of the fucking cadence, go to war or go to jail. <laughs> right. Go to war or go to jail. I was like, what the fuck? But I thought about it, you know. I said, he said, you got you got tonight to think about it. I thought about it, and I said, fuck it. You know, I met a, I met a battle buddy. I said, fuck it, we'll go. Right. You know. Did the Desert Storm thing, um, brand new private. I didn't even have rank on my collar. Oh damn! You know, people was like, "Damn, did you get busted? What the fuck? You ain't, <laughs> you ain't got no mosquito wings or nothing." Damn. I was a straight up E one. Because I didn't do shit. They earned any rank before I came in, right? Gotcha. And then from there, I went to Fort Bragg. And you know, only reason I ended up Bragg, the unit deactivated, and on my you know, I had family in North Carolina, so I put down Fort Bragg as my, you know, you know, favorite duty station that I want to go to. Okay. So that's where they sent me. Nice. Hit Fort Bragg, I, and then I just, shit, got caught up in the Fort Bragg loop. Oh, word. Now, did you end up oh, yeah. jumping out of planes while you were there? I was doing that. I was doing all kinds of shit, man. They, this was the 90s. It was no gates. Ah, okay. On the base, you you know, the hoes drove in. <laughs> yes, sir. Barracks yeah, we parties. Called it, we, we called it the stallions. We see a car full of hair. Yeah. Like, yeah, the ladies coming. It's payday. They coming. <laughs> they already know. <laughs> they already know. Gates were open, you know, and I was I was thrust into the world of 119ers, 19er 8s, you know, I got caught up in the whole Fort Bragg mm-hmm. uh, loop. I got sent to Korea. Okay. I was in Korea for three months, had ordered right back to Bragg. Wow. Yeah. First song was like, fuck, you got orders. I got people been here a year and ain't got fucking orders. How you get orders? <laughs> I said, it's Fort Bragg. Right. <laughs> you oh, know, shit. so went back to Bragg. Uh, Came a gun chief at Bragg, one nine or eight, so I was on that heavy ass steel. Out of Trivers and that big motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, I got DA selected to go recruiting duty. Okay. Yeah, so I went down to Florida. And it's an interesting story how I got to Florida. Because mm-hmm. you know, my last name is Silva. Right. So they assume I'm Hispanic and I speak some Spanish with okay. Spanish, which I don't. Oh shit! Right. <laughs> I don't. So what's the silver from? Portuguese? It's, it's Portuguese, but it's Cape Verdean. I don't know if you ever heard of Cape Verdean. No. Well, Cape Verdean are these islands off the coast of Africa that were colonized by the Portuguese. They have the independence now, and so I'm mixed <laughs> with Portuguese and African. Gotcha. Okay. Right, but that's where the silver comes from. And that's how you ended up in Miami, then. Well, yeah. Well, I was in I was in Tampa oh, Battalion. Yeah, I was in Tampa Battalion, but they had me going to fucking Sarasota. I said, "Who the fuck goes to Sarasota?" <laughs> and I'm trying to change and go different places. Mm-hmm. You know, get the fuck out of there. And the sergeant major was like, "No, no, you got to go down there." I'm like, "Why?" Right. 
He said, well, two months ago, well, three months ago, me and the colonel walked in the station and the station was all white. Oh. He said, I already got my black guy in there and now you're going to be my Hispanic. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I don't speak no Spanish. <laughs> right. But he you said, you'll be it. all right. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> but you looked so, apart, so fuck it. I looked apart. So this motherfucker, so he says, give it 30 days and if it doesn't work out, we'll move you somewhere else. Okay. Two weeks later, him and the colonel relieved the duty, taken out. Oh, Gone. shit. Recruiting duty was a beast back then. If you ain't making numbers, they fire your ass. It don't matter what rank. Damn. Took them out. Took they them wasn't out. fucking around then. No, no. See, Tampa Battalion was the number one recruiting battalion in the United States. Oh, damn. Okay. And when these two took over, they dropped down to like six or seven. Damn. What the fuck were they doing wrong? I don't know. I just got there. <laughs> right. <And> then, <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> took them out. So then I ended up staying in Sarasota. Mm-hmm. You know, rich area, a lot of, you know, rich people. And so, you know, I struggled the first year, but then I started putting people in the second year. So it all worked out. Shit. Yeah, I mean, and it's got to um, be difficult trying to get those that already come from a, I don't want to say wealthy, but a good to do family life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking difficult as fuck. Yeah. I got the college dropouts. That's what I was getting. Oh, uh, okay. Either and then that I would was... go one town up and poach. Still <laughs> all their, their people that graduated high school already. I couldn't take the seniors, but I get the ones that graduated high school. You couldn't find a way. Yeah. Too easy. Yeah. Damn. So you got, got DA Select for recruiting, did your tour on DA that. Select. And I had, and, and let me back to you, I actually had a drill sergeant pack of it. Oh, shit. Okay. So I was trying to go drill sergeant because that was the move. Everyone was doing that. Right. Had to pack it in. And they were like, nah, motherfucker. Nah. <laughs> Your ass is going. We already got our quota for Hispanic for drill yeah, sergeants. <laughs> yeah, we good there. You're taking your ass down there. Damn. And I'm going to tell you, being thinking Hispanic played into another unit later. But I'll get to that. All but, right. Yeah, so from there, I was on recruiting duty. And 9-11 hit okay. when I was there. So I was ready to get the fuck out of there because everybody's deploying, everybody's, you know, ramping up to deploy and right. do their thing. And I'm like, yo, I got to get, a, I got to be a part of that, right? Mm-hmm. I can't be left out. I got to get out there and do my thing. Right. But here I am on recruiting duty. I'm stuck. Mm. So I got another year and I'm stuck. Damn. And so uh, one month I kind of ran, I rolled a donut. I mean, I lost two people, so I had to put in four. Okay. So then it was like you didn't put nobody in kind of bullshit, right? Right, right. So the Sergeant Major sends out a letter, an email, and says, if, you know, with, to me and all the other ones that rolled a donut, mm-hmm. that if you don't get your act together, you're going to be digging foxholes in Afghanistan. <laughs> so right? did you roll a donut on purpose? <laughs> yeah. So I emailed him back and said, hey, how soon can you get me there? <laughs> Hell yeah. And they were like, yo, something wrong with him. The first sergeant called me. It's like, you don't respond to him. I said, well, tell him, don't email me. <laughs> right? <laughs> don't don't promise me a good time and not fulfill yeah, it. don't email me. What the <laughs> fuck? So then, you know, after that happened, they had this thing where if you had been out there over two years, they was going to allow you to get out of there. Okay. So I volunteered. I got out of there. And it's a good thing I did because as soon as I left, about six months later, they locked everybody in. Oh. No one could go anywhere. So I had buddies that were there another two, three years. 
Oh, hell nah. Send yeah, me the gun I line. I got it just in time. Yeah, so, you did. So what are you going to end up going to afterwards? You go to, uh, to Bragg again? I tried. Well, that's the thing. I called. I said, hey, I'm trying to go back to Bragg. They was like, no. I said, what the fuck you mean, no? <laughs> I said, this is Fort Bragg? Mm-hmm. He said, no, nah, man. So I got no room for you at Bragg. Oh, word. I said, nah, you bullshit. You bullshit. <laughs> you know, he said, the only place you can go is, he said, you got three choices. I said, what the fuck are my three choices? He said, Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad, though. Yeah, but I, so I'm like, when they leaving? He said, I can't talk about that over the phone. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> so they plussing up the lead. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, fine. I get to Hawaii. And then when I, I, I get to Hawaii and I realize these motherfuckers hadn't, Viet, hasn't deployed since Vietnam. Oh, damn. Okay. They had a, and, and at that time, there was only a few people mm-hmm. that had been deployed before. Wasn't many walking around. So everybody was, was brand new cherry about to get their deployment cherry pop. Right, right. So they ain't know what the fuck they was doing. Oh, shit. We were law. I said, law, we're going to get a bunch of people killed. Yep. A lot of people are going to die. So. Especially with <laughs> that. crazy. God damn. So a lot of, uh, well, the, you had already been in now by that time, what, over 10 years then? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I had been in, in there for a while. Um, I was actually uh, E6 promotable okay. at the time. Um, I actually made it when I got there. So I was E6 promotable. And they put me in, it was Fox Battery, 7-foot okay. artillery. Because they had two 119ers and they had a 198. They put me in Fox Battery. And when I got there, the first time I was like, he said, I'm a little confused because you're E6 promotable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck are you confused about? What's the problem? <laughs> he said, well, this is what's called a separate. It was a separate battery, right? Okay. A separate battery is like a mini battalion. Okay. So they had cooks. They had mechanics. They had like an S4 supply. There was a, a functioning battalion, mini battalion on their own. Medics, everything. Okay. And in order to be there, to be like the first arm, it, it had to be your second time as the first arm. Oh, dale, okay. To be the commander, it had to be a second command. Toon sergeants, it had to be E7s. Most platoon sergeants had been platoon sergeants somewhere else. Right. So everyone was hand-picked. Right. And they, and they were shot like, this dude ain't even pinned on E7 yet. But you had that man? combat patch from the first deployment, though. I did, but that wasn't it. It was that last name. Ah, <laughs> got him, coach. <laughs> it was that fucking last name. Yes, sir. <laughs> so first one, I said, I'm going to look into this. Come back. Well, you're here because they need more Hispanics in this unit. I said, I don't speak no damn. <laughs> God damn it. I ain't Hispanic. My last name is, but I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Word. it was all good. You know, we deployed, mm-hmm. um, came back. And then I got assigned to Fort Seal. Ah, okay. Yeah, I got assigned to Fort Seal. Didn't want to go. But <laughs> the Fort Seal thing, you know, it, it it's kind of a, a, a loop where they get you to. Because mm-hmm. I was at Seal. And I took over a platoon and we were shooting 
we were training privates and all this other stuff and had a platoon that would train the privates and all that stuff. Okay. And it was like, for me, it was where careers go to end. You right. know what I'm saying? I was like, what the fuck? So, what year I was were you to in get Sill? out of there. Huh? What years were you in Sill? Or the first time you went to Sill? Oh, shit. This was... 2000, I think 2005, okay. 2006, one of those years. Okay. Yeah. And I was there, I went even there a little over a year and I said, man, fuck this. I got to go. <laughs> man, this, this is where careers go to die. Right. You know? So was it like an AIT instructor slot or? Well, back, well then, yeah, well, it wasn't really they didn't have AIT instructors like they do now. Right. Yeah, they get a, these mother get badges and hey, I'm an AIT instructor. Right. All this other bullshit. Go to school. No, it was just, <laughs> you know, you you got section chiefs and the, the privates were the, on the gun line. Okay. Because I, yeah. I I went through uh through OSUD back in 04. and then from there um we just got thrown. They're like, all right, you're going across the street over there to go train with these guns. And right. The same thing. Okay. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, and then we sent you back to the drill sergeant. Exactly. Drill sergeant yeah. sat in the connex while y'all trained us. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's some bullshit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I said, I got to get the fuck out of there. So I volunteered to um, uh, go on the MET team. Okay. I went on the MET team. Uh, they advertised it like you get fucking promoted, which was bullshit. <laughs> I didn't get promoted till later. <laughs> it was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bullshit. I should have known the shit was on the front of the fucking army times. Right. Go volunteer. But I just wanted to get the fuck out of SEAL. Right. You know, so I went on a MET team and... Uh, Where was the MET team out of? The MET team was out of uh, Fort Riley. Okay, so you probably knew uh, one of my old smokes, uh, Lewis, Louie, Smoke Lewis. Mm. Uh, he was on the MET team. I remember that. Uh yeah, yeah. but I'm he got sorry, fucked too. He got fucked too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got fucked because the Met team it was it was horrible, man. You know, they put us together. Mm -hmm. There was an E eight and a, a a major who was they were in charge of the oh, Met shit. team. Okay, the major had just got a barter reenlistment because he got caught cheating on his wife. He was an instructor at ROTC. Oh shit. And he and so the punishment was they they let him make they let him make major. Mm -hmm. Then they barred and reenlisted him. And then they sent his ass on the Met team. God damn. So this is the guy's in charge of us. Now right. he wasn't a bad guy, but he didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a shit, yeah. Yeah, he was getting out. Mm -hmm. So he he would do the bare minimum, but what that led to was we did the fuck we wanted to do. I'd be like, yo, I, I, I'm not going out there. I'm not doing that. Okay. Wow. And he'd go back to his damn hooch. What about the senior NCO? I mean, was he was he also at a, a dead end? Well, he had actually made Sergeant Major, got pinned Sergeant Major while he was there. Okay. But he was well-connected. Ah. See, he, he was the first sergeant of drill sergeant school. Okay. So he knew every fucking body. He was infantry, knew every fucking body. He made his arm major, but he didn't give a fuck about that Met team because he's next assignment academy. 
That's all we talking about. I I want to go to the fucking academy. I don't want to take that shit online. Okay. Like these, I ain't doing that shit. And they tried to send him to online, and he fucking he wouldn't have fighting it. that shit. <laughs> and then this motherfucker go on a run in 110 heat, pass out heat stroke. Oh, so shit. he was down, almost died. Fuck, fucking did. Afghans find them and bring them back to us. We like, did y'all fuck them up? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so this motherfucker almost died. So we were we were running them up, man. We were doing the fucking want to do. I was on my little fob training, okay. and I did what the fuck I wanted to do. So that mint team ended up going to Afghanistan then to go train out the fucking um the Afghans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know it it. It was a okay deployment. We lost some guys, but you know, in all the deployments, you lose people and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and, and you do crazy things, you know. But it 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 just showed me, and it was the beginning of me understanding how NCOs how good they are. Okay. Okay, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. because I started seeing these officers in a different light. All right. Because throughout my career, I always thought of officers as they were squared away. Yeah, lieutenant, he don't know fucking shit, right? right? But you figure by the time they make captain and they make major, they know the fuck they don't. Right, exactly. Yeah, but this was the one on this deployment. This is when I realized these officers don't know what the fuck they doing. They are lost. No shit. And I'm like, I could do any job they fucking do. These dudes, I'm like, the fuck, you know? And the only thing that separated us was that they had a degree. Yeah. And even that, I mean, we get degrees too. Exactly. It's no, it's no different, but that was the beginning of me realizing that these officers are not what you think they are. Okay. And, and then it developed into a thing where I didn't really kind of look at them as squared away unless they were full bird kernels. Oh, wow. Okay. Shit. Yeah. Unless they were full bird colonels. Because it was almost like an automatic promotion type deal. Yeah. Because these motherfuckers, 90% selection rate, 95% selection rate. If you don't kill nobody, if you do your time, you go make lieutenant colonel. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. Right? You go make lieutenant colonel. Right. See, no one talks about this shit, right? Mm-hmm. You go make lieutenant colonel. Then, when you, then you commit compete for command. That's the first time an officer really competes is when he's a lieutenant colonel and he's competing for battalion command. Okay. Then he competes. And then you find out who is better than who. Because if you, some of them don't even get command. So they the bottom of the barrel. Some of them get like a ranger battalion. Some of them get a fucking airborne battalion. Right. Some of them get a training battalion. Damn. Okay. And that, and that right there speaks volume. So, um, Later on, when I got went back to SEAL, I'm looking at his lieutenant colonel like, dude, you got a fucking training battalion. I'm not impressed with you. <laughs> right, right. I'm not impressed with you. I'm not, you know. Yeah, I never and looked so at it that I, way. Yeah, so when I came back, when I came back from um, the MET team, I fought, I was trying to go ACRC it in, in uh, Fort Jackson. They didn't let me go. Okay. Sent me to SEAL. Nothing I could do. Hell. Went back to seal, and and it was fucking horrible. So this time they put me on the other side of the track. So I had a platoon, and they were training the officers, right? Okay. 
but I was a problem child because I, I came from an environment where I had no supervision. So I didn't understand how things work anymore. I did. If, if there was something I needed to do, I mm. fucking did it. Right. I'm at battalion doing this. And the first time I like, the fuck are you doing? You supposed to let me know. And then what's the fuck you talking about? First line. Right. I got this shit. Go back to your fucking office. Exactly. Like, Who is this crazy motherfucker? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. So, uh, it, it, it was a mess. And I realized that I had outgrown the position. Okay. You know, I, and, and plus I was suffering PTSD Right. at the same time. So I, I wasn't even all there, you know? And so I remember one day I just walked in and I told the first song, I said, you know what? I can't do this shit no more. Y'all got to move me. You got to do something. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, uh, come on with me. We're going to see the Sergeant Major. So I go in to see Sergeant Major and the Sergeant Major said, what's the problem? I said, I don't want to do this shit no more. I want to get the fuck up out of here. Right. I need to do something fucking different. Right. So I made said, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put you on two weeks leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Put you on two weeks leave. And when you come back, we'll talk about it. Right. And I was like, fine, fuck it. I get two weeks leave. Fuck it. Right, that's fine. So I'm go, I go back to, to fill out the paperwork. First I said, no, don't worry about it. Just go home. Come back in two weeks. Right. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I went home, came back. First time I was like, you good now? I said, what are you talking about? He said, you know, you you were fucking crazy. Right. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be blatant about it. Yeah, go ahead and say it. All right, let me back up. So <laughs> he said he said you were he, he said, Man, you was insane. You was crazy. Yeah. So we just put you on leave. So then that's when I started. I said, let me get some counseling. So I start going to counseling. Okay. And then things got better, you know. What what years were you were um, um on the on the side working with the LTs? That was two thousand. I think I got there two thousand seven. Okay. Seven eight and nine ish. Okay. Yeah, seven eight nine ish around that time. I'm just saying, cause um, you guys sent us this one LT that was lost in the fucking sauce. Oh, they're all lost. They're all lost. This guy made. His name was Vesa. I will throw his name out there. This man, he was the genius that ended up having a negligent discharge in front of our battalion commander. Man. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Oh, I believe God. It. Mm. I believe it. It. The the main thing when they train these lieutenants, they're just worried about gunnery. Oh. The okay. FPC shit. Right, because you pass that, you good. Wow. If if you can go, if you can do go in there as a as a butter bar and do FDC, mm-hmm. you're gonna pass. You know, it's not easy because they got the second highest failure rate. Oh wow! Only one that has a higher failure rate is aviation. Shit. Right. I mean, these dudes. But go ahead. It's it's learning the FDC shit. Right. You know, common sense, all the other range shit, like yeah. doing your weapon, you know, <laughs> they'll overlook the that stuff. <laughs> right. you know they overlook it, but wow, you know, so I was there, um, ended up getting promoted. Okay. So, and then got out of that 
area. So they, they sent me, you know, I went to master gardener school, mm-hmm. learned all that stuff. So the one thing about when I was at Fort Sill, I fucking got trained right on the artillery. So okay. when it came to the circles and the guns and all that stuff. I knew all this stuff. I could pitch them, talk about them. I think the one that, that I knew the least amount about was the Palantir. Oh, okay. See, that was my baby yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. I knew that Paladin. That's the least one I, I worked on was the Paladin. But triple seven, one one niners, all all the other guns, you know. And then I went to I was one of the first I think I was a, no, I was the third class of the Master Gunner School when they started it. Oh wow, okay. At Fort Sill. And I knew all the guys at the school, you know. Right. You know what's a trip is it's almost like a lost art nowadays though like the way you're speaking about it as far as like being able to pitch uh the piece you know or you know speak the knowledge that you would want to have on that on the on on the gun itself it's lost art i mean yeah it is and i saw that coming up through the ranks as well you know going to the boards it was just regurgitating what's on the fucking uh, on the questions versus all right you know Tell me about the gun. You know, how do you get laid? Uh, talk to me about main QE. How do you get, you know, Exos right. main QE and shit like that. That should right. be what they use base to promote people. But now all you got to do is no AR and FMs. Yeah. Well, see, I, w- I, was, I was fortunate because I was light most of my career. So right. you had to know those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the circle and all that stuff. And, you know... And when I got the seal, I got around some good guys that knew artillery. Okay. And he took me under the wings. And then it, it got to the point where, I mean, I was real good at, at artillery and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then, you know, one time the master gunner, he was, the whole master gunner team was gone. They were at some base doing something. Mm-hmm. And we had a, we had an inboard explosion. So Ooh, the brigade shit. commander sends me over there to help with the investigation. Right. You know, come to find out the motherfuckers firing around without a fuse, you know, stupid oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Where was yeah, that at? Sill? This was at Fort Sill. Oh, shit. Yeah, this was at Fort Sill. When I was, a, when I got there my second time and I was a platoon sergeant, mm-hmm. my platoon was the only one out of that whole 428 brigade that didn't fire out. The wow. only one. That's crazy. Because wow. they were taking, they were taking, these guys that were coming for a so-called break at SEAL from deployment. Right. And these guys had never been chiefs before. They might have been gunners on paladins and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And they run them real quick. And now they're shooting 119ers. They're shooting paladins. Mm-hmm. They're shooting triple sevens. And these guys ain't trained. They ain't ready. Yeah. And that, and that 119er gets you oh, if you yeah. don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. Um, I spent my first six years on the paladin. And, right. you know, I, I enjoyed that Cadillac. But from there, because um, I was at, I wasn't to Hood. I went to Korea. I went to Stewart, all mechanized. Mm-hmm. And then right. I got orders to go to Carson, and right. I saw two seven seven, which was my first unit. I was like, oh shit, okay, still Paladin. Nope. As soon as I got there, one one nine er baby. Oh, and, so you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Th- that's when I learned real artillery. Not to take anything <laughs> yeah. away, but unless you yeah. know how to fucking shoot degraded, you ain't artillery, chief. I tell yeah. you, I was lost in the sauce when I saw them putting up the azimuth markers. 
And I'm like, why the hell are they putting those markers up right there? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck are those? And <laughs> yeah. I, I was completely yeah. lost. And luckily, you know, they had some really good chiefs. And right. you got to be humble is one thing I've learned is you have to be humble. Yes. And sometimes that E4 will teach you something. I was an E6. Yes. And I was like, man, fuck yes. it. I, I got to humble myself because I need to learn my job. Yeah, definitely. I've been humbled a bunch of times, <laughs> you know, because I was coming off recruiting duty. I didn't know shit. Really, right. I didn't remember anything. Right. I humbled myself, said, hey, I need, I got the six pack. Let's go to the motor pool. <laughs> right. So they took me down there and I, and I got trained up, you know, but it, it's been, a you know, a crazy ride, the artillery and all the other stuff. How did that set you, you know? up for your experiences coming out and, and like, to the position where you're at now as um as a coach like how did you end up becoming doing that well if you don't mind well, me yeah no problem well what happened was you know i did a lot of dumb shit and i had but i had good people there that could help me out that okay. mentored me that pulled me to the side when i was that young e5 that got promoted to e5 mm -hmm. the sergeant and i went ballistic on them soldiers right. making them drop Telling them, at ease your mouth. At ease your fucking mouth. Right. And I had a, a, a staff sergeant pull me to the side and said, look, dude, the command is at ease. It ain't at ease your fucking mouth. At, at, ease, at ease, shut the fuck up. It mm. ain't that. He said, you better get your shit together because them soldiers going to get together and catch you off post and beat your ass. Right. You know? So I had somebody that reeled my crazy ass in. And and over the years, through the mistakes and, and the different experiences, I learned a lot. So I had great mentors as I was moving up in life and artillery. Okay. And then I, you know, by the time I got to Hawaii, that's when I really started mentoring people and telling people like, Hey, I, yo, I was like you, I was a young gunslinger. Yeah. I, I, I was like you, but Hey, this commander don't play that gunslinging shit. So make sure your shit is lined up. Right. I said, you know, another unit and they let you roll like that. You can, but Hey, but here, you know, tighten up the shot group, you know, this and that. And I had a lot of people coming to me. So, and then as, as I grew older in artillery and in life, mm -hmm. I just started mentoring people. It was, it, it was just, I don't know. It just was a natural thing. Now, did but, you realize that you were mentoring folks at the time or was it just no. you just giving advice or, you know, giving them life lessons learned, you know, and did you consider yourself a mentor then, or is it hindsight? hindsight i i see that i was a mentor okay hindsight because i didn't know you know mm -hmm. i was just giving advice and usually i give advice it was somebody i like you right. know hey this he, and it i would see myself in them okay i see the crazy shit they're doing and i remember oh i used to do that let me let me talk to this young this young gunner let me talk to this young chief so mm -hmm. he understand what's going on yeah. i didn't really understand the power of my mentorship and what I was doing until right before I got out the military. Okay. Because that's when people started contacting me on Facebook. Hey, you know, where you at calling me? Hey, remember when you told me this and this and that I'm doing this and I'm doing that now. Okay. These, all these young gunners and young, young, mm -hmm. uh, crazy 13 Bravos, they all doing good, great things, you mm -hmm. know? And then that's when I realized, yo, the, you know, my mentorship was helping people out. Okay. You know, and then it continued to the point when 
I retired. When I retired, everyone I would, would talk to and meet, I would always mentor and all this stuff. And, you know, and I didn't, you know, I still was doing it, but I didn't think about a podcast or anything, mm-hmm. you know, because I went right before I got out of the military, I went through a divorce. Oh, okay. Right? That's a tough one. As right I was retiring. Oh, shit. And then, yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Mm. That's another story. Mm-hmm. But met my girlfriend that I have now. We've been together four years. Oh, and she was like, look, you need to do a podcast. You need to do something because you're always giving mm. great advice. You're always mentoring people. And then that's when I really started paying attention. You know? Right. Like I would meet somebody, don't even know them. We get to talking and I'm, and I'm mentoring. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I start thinking, yo, is this what I'm meant to meant to do? Right. Is this what I am? Is you know, because everyone's like, "What's your purpose?" Right. And I, I realized my purpose was to help people. You now, that you have a mentor, when you think about it um, in hindsight, um, did you have like a specific person that you would have considered a mentor as you were coming up? Yes. Um, my, my, but see, my mentors were more lateral. Okay. I had two good buddies. You know. And I would always call them and bounce things off of them. Okay. And we would always talk. And one of them was the one, my last podcast. Yeah. Okay. And we would bounce stuff off each other. And, you know, now over the years, you know, you, you get mentors mm-hmm. like SAR majors or whoever, but then you lose contact. Right. So it was, it was people of, of rank that along the way I would um, get mentored by them. But it's been a it's been a, a really eye-opening experience for me and then so but let me tell you uh, my last deployment yeah okay I was at Fort Sill and I'm like I got to get out of Fort Sill I've been here too long right 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 so I had an assignment to go to Campbell well no I had assignment to go to Vincenza Italy oh nice Canceled. Oh. A commander canceled it. Got orders for a unit deploying at Campbell. Mm-hmm. Take over battery. Deploy at Campbell. Cancel. Somebody like, was hating what the fuck on is you. going on? You know? Mm-hmm. I said, this is this is bullshit, right? Right. So then got orders to brag. I said, oh, going back to brag, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Talking to Brant, talking to Brant, he said, yeah, I got your assignments in. It's locked. You're good to go. Two hours later, I go down the street to the PX, mm-hmm. walking in the PX, and the brigade sergeant major and two other sergeant majors walking out. This motherfucker sees me and says, hey, don't worry about them orders to brag. I already canceled them. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Next thing I know, I got the other sergeant major holding me because I'm trying to whoop his motherfucking ass. I have got, I can see just justified. I remember I had my hands on his neck. That's about all I remember because you know you lose it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I got you now. I got you now. I got. I said, man, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. I had to file. I filed an IG complaint on him. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't find out two years later. When I got at the Pentagon, mm-hmm. okay, this motherfucker, what he was doing, I thought Branch was fucked up, right? Right, right. He was having his S1 re-arrive me. 
Shit. So when Branch would look down, Branch is like, you just got there. Right. So you, you feel me? Yep. So when wow. I called Branch, it's like, dude, you just got there. You've been there six months. I said, I said Branch, you all fucked up. What yeah, are you talking for real. about? Yeah, for real. Didn't didn't find out till later. Wow, man. That's some fucked up shit right there. Why was right. he hating on you so much? I mean, shit. No, he wanted to keep me there. He was a fucking hoarder. He wanted to keep his good people. Right, okay. And I wasn't the only one. He was doing that shit to Sergeant Majors. And then come find out, he was already picked for the top field artillery Sergeant Major job. Damn. He got that job. That's why they were listening to this motherfucker. Wow. And when I found out he got that job, it all made sense. It all made sense. Still, man, that's a fucked up shit. That's, that causes an ass whooping on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then um, Branch was like, look, he my boss, but I'm going to put you on an assignment. I said, I can put you on an assignment that's going to take a two-star to get you off of. Ooh. Okay. I said, what fucking assignment is this? Mm-hmm. It's called APAC Hands. What is that now? I said, what the fuck is APAC Hands? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this is what's going to happen. We're going to, you, you sign up, you go to DC for six months, you're going to learn a language. And then you're going to deploy to Afghanistan and you'll be working in the ministries in Afghanistan. Oh, word. Right? Okay. And in my mind, I'm like, fuck it. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to do a special assignment. Mm-hmm. And I said, and myself, I was like, when I come up to diploma, I'm going to pick where the fuck I want to go, right? Right. Still in the mindset that I'm, I'm you know, trying it's... to get promoted, do the right thing. Right. So he finds out nothing he can do. Okay. He tried. But he found out he couldn't do nothing. Because <laughs> he had to convince a two-star to can't, you know. Right. But this was a joint staff program. Okay. So it wasn't Army staff. This was from the joint staff. So they, they had people from all branches. All branches. Yeah. All branches. So they couldn't fuck with it. And what was crazy, the brigade had to pay for me to go out their money <laughs> and get reimbursed from the joint staff. Damn. So they had to pay $35,000 for me to go. Ooh-wee. And the brigade commander, he calls me and says, you ain't fucking going. I'm not spending that money. I said, okay. <laughs> Talk to that two-star. <laughs> yeah. So the, I called the people at the joint staff. It was a warrant officer five. I said, hey, said I ain't coming. He said, no, no problem. I got it. Next day, that colonel called me and said, yeah, we got the money. You going. Said, I didn't understand how things work. I said, yeah, you got that call, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it ain't from the graces of so, your heart that you're doing this. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> and so I went. Uh, I was in Roslyn. And this was when um, the, earth, the earthquake hit the D.C., North Carolina area. I forget what year that was. It was like 2010, 2011, something like that. Oh shit! Yeah, there was an earthquake. I remember that because the building even, shook. So I, I went heard of that shit. language. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this turned out to be a great deployment for two reasons. Because number one, I learned the language. I show up in in Afghanistan, and this guy, he's in civilian clothes with a beard. He's like, 
Yo, you silver? I said, yeah. He said, yeah, come on with me. You can be working with us. Oh, shit, okay. I said, okay. He said, yeah, just you find your civilian clothes, start growing your beard. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Done. But, you know, at first you start thinking you're special. Then you realize, nah, motherfucker, you ain't special. <laughs> okay. You ain't special. Right. So I What go, language did I mean, you learn, if you don't mind me asking? Pashtu. Okay. Because they got Dari as well. Okay. It's my new malady. <laughs> that's about all I remember from that shit so, <laughs> I'll tell you my name and shit I mean I didn't learn like proficient six months ain't you ain't gonna right. learn you know I was in the short bus class that's what I call it <laughs> being his air force colonel oh shit yeah that's we funny. was in a posture short bus class <laughs> you know and my instructor was Ludin, who had been kidnapped in Pakistan when he was an Afghan reporter. So oh, we had all kinds fuck. of shit going on. <laughs> we had all kinds of shit going on, you know? Yeah. And so I went out there, I was civilian clothes, and I was working in the ministries. And they took me, it was a two-star in FUOPS that was running the program. Okay. And the two-star, I knew him. I knew him from Bragg, right? He was my brigade commander at Bragg. Okay. He's like, okay, yeah, Silva. He said, I got, he said, yeah, you're the Silva. I thought you was the one. He said, you're going to be on this team. And on the team was all lieutenant colonels and majors. I was the only enlisted. Holy shit. Okay. Right. He says, what we're going to do, we're going to make you a civilian. He said, when we set up your email, it's going to say civilian. Oh, damn. Right. He said, because you're going to be traveling circles that if they know your rank that you're enlisted mm-hmm. okay you're not going to get anywhere okay got you he said you're not going to get anywhere okay i said okay so i started working what's called the reintegration program and working behind the scenes and they were trying to get um insurgents to turn themselves in and talking to the taliban and all that other shit. I didn't have any direct contact with that Taliban, but I worked right. with people that with. I was kind of like in the background. So it was, it was a really good deployment. That's some secret squirrel type shit that you were working on right there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I wasn't special for it, none of that. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you could have done it too. It, it, for somebody it who came from a 13 Bravo world, though, to be doing something high speed like that. <laughs> but, what, but, but see, see, that's what I'm talking about. We are prepared as 13 Bob. We could do any fucking thing. I walked in there and did it. If you had walked in there, you'd have done it too. You would adapt it. You would have done it. Yes, sir. And that was the, and that was the beginning of me understanding. Cause I was working with state department. Mm-hmm. I was in two star meetings, four star meetings. Uh, general Allen was over there. I was in meetings with general Allen, briefing general Allen on this shit and that shit. Damn. You know, they all thought I was civilian. They gave me respect. It was great. You huh. know? Except yeah. one time, <laughs> I, I'm in RCE's headquarters, and his general, uh, he was a one-star. He said, oh, I know who you are. <laughs> I said, okay. He said, you've been lying to us. You ain't no civilian, blah, blah, blah. Oh, shit. And I said, well, I said, that's true. I said, however, you know, Major General Shields, he the one told me, he said, he said, oh, Shields? Oh, I know Shields. We was in the academy together. Oh, don't worry about it. You good. Oh, shit. They knew each other. Right on. He's always, okay, I'll keep your secret. No problem. Damn. You know? 
I wasn't, but see, I wasn't keeping a secret. If someone asked me, you know, I yeah. told them. Oh, okay. Word. Yeah. It wasn't like he, he, he on the emails and stuff like yeah. that, he said, keep it a secret. But you know, when I was down at the, at the bottom level, mm-hmm. you know, begging for rise where I needed to go. Yeah. I tell him who I was. I, I'm on, I'm on, I'm in security. I mean, I'm, I'm getting on a convoy with security guys, you know? Yeah. I gotta let them know, Hey, I'm another shooter, right? Got you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm not no civilian little poke. You got to worry about <laughs> Right. I'm another shooter. They're like, Oh really? I show them my ID. They're like, Oh, okay, good. All right. You, you go ride over here. <laughs> <laughs> right. All of a sudden you're not a liability anymore. You're an yeah, asset. I'm not a liability. <laughs> But on the same convoy, I'm working with State Department, USAID, uh, DEA, I'm, I'm FBI. I'm working Department of Justice. Damn. I'm working with all these people. A lot of networking. A lot of networking. A lot of networking. But the thing that I realized, it wasn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that hard. And here I am, enlisted, 13 Bravo, doing all this shit. Right. And, and and in my mind, I realized something clicked. I realized how special 13 Bravos are. So when I got back, you know, I had to, I had to go back to SEAL, clear, mm-hmm. and go get stationed at the Pentagon. And when I got to SEAL, everyone I talked to, I told them, I said, dude, you know, you, you, you fighting to make first sergeant. You fighting to make sergeant major. You fighting to make E7. Man, fuck that shit. Get your education, mm-hmm. get out, and do great things. Because you're just as good as these people. You're just as good. Right. You know, you're just as good as these people. And that was the thing. See, and don't get me wrong. I love artillery, mm-hmm. you know, wolf pussy. I love all <laughs> that stuff, right? Yeah. But the problem that I have with it is they keep 13 Bravos under the mindset that that's all you are. You're a 13 Bravo. Right. And you're so much more. Oh, yeah. You're so much more, you know, you're so talented. I mean, if you think about all the guys that you've dealt with and think of the, the, the ingenuity and all the crazy gadgets and, and the way people did things. And you're like, this dude is smart as fuck. He's, right. he's, he's fucking intelligent. You seen it. I know you seen it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You making, you doing podcasts. Did you ever think <laughs> you'd be doing podcasts? Never, never, never. never. You might have been like, I ain't no fucking pole doing podcast. <laughs> Bullshit. Right? Right. They look at you. And so everyone I talked to, I said, man, yo, you more than what you think you are. You're right. more than what you think you are. You know? We're more than just pull string, go boom. No. You know, we're and, more there's than nothing that. wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, of course not. It, you know, it, it, it makes you a man. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes you a man. It makes you understand that you ain't got to cry and whine about things. Now I ain't saying you, you don't need to go to therapy. I ain't what I'm saying, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you don't need, you know, it, it really makes you a, a, a grown man and right. what, and how you deal with people. This is true. And so, and that's why I started the podcast and, and, and that was part of my thinking, like, well, I can do a fucking podcast. I can do this. I can do that. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? able to reach and people too it, it, it just propelled me and, and and right now i'm like there's nothing i can't do mm-hmm. you know and so i'm a contractor for you know department of defense and all that stuff and when i'm in there i'm not stressing i'm not they're like oh this this gs15 he want I'm like, I'm like okay <laughs> right what do you want 
Oh, he want this. So tell him no. No, we can't do that. Damn. It, it's it, not in the scope of our contract. Okay? Can't do it. So that's awesome. So, I mean, it's... I like the way you, you phrase that as well. You know, just because we're 13 Bravos, we're not just pull the string and go, boom. There's a lot more to us because we yes. are the most versatile MOS. And if you're a 13 Bravo, you're much more than just... Because I remember at my on each deployment that I went on, I didn't do artillery. Like the first right. deployment with San Juarez, yeah, we're 13 Bravos, but we're out there patrolling and cruising the streets of Baghdad. You know, we right. did fire missions. And then on my second deployment... You know, I got to do my job out there firing the pallet in Mosul, but in the daytime, I was out there, you know, pounding them streets on my feet, you know, right. going on patrols. So I was able to do one job in the day and at nighttime do my job. Right. So, you know, it, it, we're much more than that than just the 13, but we're not just pull string, go boom. We're more versatile. And that same mindset is what we got to get out of that we're just pull string, go boom, even in the civilian world. You know, because right. I had right. um, there was a, a podcast I did a few weeks ago where we were discussing on that. When you get out, just because you were in a combat MOS, you think you wasted your time. No. Not at all. There's a lot of transferable um, attributes that you have that you could bring with you. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, it is so true. You're so talented. I mean, it's just so much that you can do. You know, you could be at the State Department, you could be at, you know, FBI agent, you can do all these things. Mm -hmm. You just got to believe in yourself. You got to get the education and believe in yourself. Right. You know, when I was when I was retiring, I had a lot of offers to go back to SEAL and work. They got different teams where retirees work on and they train people on guns. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I did that. Right. You know, it's good to know if I if if. I can't find a job. I can just take my butt to seal, get a job doing that. <laughs> you got something to but fall I said, back I on. I got to do something different. Right. And yeah, I'm still kind of in the military way, but I, I, I'm kind of thinking outside the box now. I'm thinking of other things. And that, and when I got back to Fort Seal after that deployment, I was telling everybody that I had, I had enlisted. I had sergeant. They were like, "Yo, I, nobody has ever talked to us like this." Mm-hmm. No one has told us that we're important and we're special and we could do anything we want to do. And, and no one told us about these officers and how just because they got a degree don't mm. mean they squared away. Oh, amen. You know? amen. And don't let them get you killed because they will get your ass killed. Oh, yeah, you definitely got those officers that are metal chasers that just want to beef yeah. up their OERs. And then luckily in the field artillery, you know, the officers aren't, as much in the lanes as they would be in like an infantry unit where, you know, they're right. And I remember we had this one LT Greer and, um, this dude, he was a good dude, you know, but we had to put him in the spot. Like, sir, yeah. you know, you go do your, your fucking PowerPoints. We take care of the soldiers. All right. Don't get in our lane. There's right. our, our NCO business is NCO business, you know, right. and he didn't like that too much. But we told him, sir, we're going to make your OER look good. Let us do mm -hmm. what we got to take care of. All right, sir. And we got to put him in this place. I hate to say it that way, but, you know, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I had, I had one like that, too. Mm -hmm. I said, look, you just worry about all the shit that the commander's going to make you do. Mm -hmm. Do that shit to your best ability. The day-to-day -day operations, I'll handle that. Mm -hmm. Now we go to field, then you can you can shine in your areas. Right. Okay. I'll keep you informed what's going on. So 
commander will ask you a question, you look like a dumbass. Right. <laughs> I said, other than that, and I said, and I'll give you one morning of platoon PT where you could pick some shit that we can all do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those guys are too funny, man. I said, yeah, I'll give you one morning. And he was <laughs> like, okay. But at that time, you know, that was when I was fucking, I was really insane and needed therapy and right. all that crazy shit was going on. You know, there, so, it, it, that's a good way, good way to segue into the following topics. Um, You know, suffering from PTSD and whatnot, you know, right. I, I like to look at it or I like to say I don't suffer from it. I live with it because suffering to me sounds right. more like it's um like it's a, it's hindering me or holding me back. You know, I right. rather just say I live with it personally and going through the VA, you know, they want to put you on right. all these medications and shit like that. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Well, for me, um, I really believe that if you've been to combat and you've seen some action, you really need to get help. Okay? Swallow your pride, get some help. Mm -hmm. Now, there's different levels to it. Like you said, you, you know, you, you're dealing with it. You're not suffering from PTSD. Mm -hmm. Some are worse, some, some are, you know, not as good. Right. Okay. I've got buddies, the medication works mm -hmm. and they really need to be on that shit. Mm -hmm. And then I got buddies that don't need the medication. They just take, they've been to therapy and able to handle it. So it's all on the individual, right? You know what I'm saying? It's all on the individual. But for me, it's just, you, you need to be able to realize that you have PTSD, right? Like I got a coworker who was, you know, never deployed, but he was in the Pentagon when it, when the plane hit. Okay. Okay. Dead bodies, oh, you yeah. know, the, the office, he, they were going to have a meeting in this one guy's office. And the guy said he can't, his boss canceled the meeting plane hit his boss in that office died. Oh shit. They would all been in that office. If he had said, no, I'm not having the meeting today. Wow. And I said, dude, you know, you got PTSD, right? No, mm -hmm. no, nah, nah, man. I never deployed. I ain't got PTSD. I said, you ain't got to deploy, bro. You right. got it. You got the symptoms. Yep. Go get help. Okay. Go get help. And you know, You're yelling at people at work. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> you, know? you know, saying that and um, a lot of people, you know, probably don't want to admit that they that they have something right. because it looks like weakness you know especially right. you came up in the 90s I, I came through the 2000s and, but we still had the whole mentality of suck it up and drive on you know right because you didn't want to look weak especially in the combat job but right. you know we have to eventually admit it to ourselves something's wrong and right. the one for me was my wife my wife is the one that noticed it I was getting like three right. to four hours of sleep because I couldn't sleep and then I was right. twitching, even to this day, I still twitch in my sleep, yelling in my sleep, you know? Yeah. And yeah. she's the one that told me like, look, either you go get this shit checked out or we're done. Right. You know, and you so- You had that support system and that's good. Oh yeah, you know, and it's support, having support is definitely, you. but you have to tell yourself, like you have to admit it one day, like it's like an alcoholic, you know, I have a problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and eventually when I went to go see um, a therapist yeah after a few sessions she's like okay here's the issues but what I didn't like was how it was now take these and it'll make you feel better and granted right. yeah you know that it started the first doses that they gave me started making me like a zombie type so then they put me on something else and now I'm on a, some shit called 
I don't even remember, venoflaxin or some shit. So I'm on that yeah, now. Crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what sucks yeah. is, you know, I, I wish I, I want to try more of the herbal, uh, you know, because I hear that yeah, that yeah. does wonders and works better than these addictive pills that we're on. Yeah, I thought that the VA was letting uh, municipal. You could get some marijuana and stuff like that. I'm not sure about that. I not that I've heard of, and I'm in the great state of Texas where you know they'll hang you for the That's smallest true. shit. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to push the system out here. <laughs> yeah, hey, you can pop off your gun, but don't do shit. No other shit. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, yeah. the biggest support system that we have is each other. And, right. you know, that's where this podcasting came from. Because, you know, you talk, I don't know if you talked to Jay about it, and he's the one that, you know, if you put the idea into him. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jay got with me on it, and we were supposed to work on it together. And yeah. um, But he had some things in life that occurred, and then through anger, right. I found out that I had to do my own. Next thing I know, I'm rolling with it, right? And I, yeah. I realized how much of a, how therapeutic this is. Oh, know? yeah. And yeah. because you get to shoot the shit, that's why I ended up calling it shooting the shit on the gun line with folks like you, you know, and I can learn right. something from you and everybody has a story, you know, right. and it's just, there's nothing like that camaraderie that we had, even though mm-hmm. we never served together, but I can relate to every single thing you're right. telling me, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because it's a similar, it's a similar story, mm-hmm. you know, it's a similar story. But like I said, for for me, you know, the stories are great and I love the stories and and I tell the story and, and, you know, and sometimes the stories keep me up at night. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'm like uh, replaying a mind. I should have said this. I should have said that. (laughs) And I'd be like, what the fuck? Go to sleep, fool. (laughs) What o'clock in the morning? Are you thinking about some shit 12 years ago? What you should have said? Oh, shit. (laughs) So, but, you know, I think, I don't know if you are here yet to that, but I'm at the point now, I know my purpose and, and, it, and it feels so good. And I'm walking in a space where I know I just want to help people. I right. want to do podcasts, people I come in front of. And eventually, you know, I'm going to start putting stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. and I want to start and, and I'm going to start, not want to, but I'm going to start a coaching. I'm, you know, I'm going to coach yeah. people, veterans, you know, am I going to get paid? Yeah. Now veterans, I I coach veterans for free. Right. Right. And then regular civilians, I just you know, yeah, you're gonna have to pay them. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it. I really believe that God has put me at this point where I am and put me uh, through mm-hmm. to help people. So it just just feels good. So I just call on people listening and and, and everyone out there, you got to try to find your purpose. Right. It, it. I mean, a lot of stuff has has lifted off my shoulders now because I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. You know, and the money will come, the yeah, money exactly. will come, you know, and, and you know, cause that's why, you know, if you listen to my podcast, I say, Hey, I'm doing this just cause I want to help. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do, you know? And, and Jay was one of those guys. I mean, I started putting it on Facebook. He went and listened and he was like, yo, this, this is really good. It resonate with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was texting me, and I was like, "Yo, why don't you be a guest?" Mm-hmm. So he ended up being my first guest okay. on the podcast. So and it was great. So and, and it's so amazing to me because he's doing it. Y'all talked about doing it. Mm-hmm. I got another buddy 
I talked to him and then he started doing it. Okay. Now he's doing it. He well, he stopped doing it by himself. He's gonna do it with a friend. Okay. My buddy that was on my last podcast, yeah. him and another buddy, they started something they're doing. And I'm like, damn. And it's not like, oh, you know, I started all this shit, but it's like there's room for everybody. You got the ball rolling. You know, you put do the seed shit. and you're watching it grow now. You know, yeah. I can't take the credit though, because it was my girlfriend. All right. She said, you need to do a podcast. You need to get out there. You, you know, because I was telling her shit about men and how to, and, and in the point she was like, yo, I don't, she started looking at me sideways like, <laughs> what the fuck? How you know that you telling me all this shit about men? Why are you using the same bullshit on me? <laughs> right. No, being real with you. Because <laughs> oh, I just man. fucking head up. I'd be like, you know, the you know, and I tell guys, I said, the best game is honesty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honesty will get you more pussy than anything else. Fact. And God can understand that. Fact. You ain't you, you ain't lying. Tell the truth. And they have to deal with the truth. Yep. You know that will get you further than lying. I tell you what, broads like it when you're more upfront with them from the get than right. when you try to bullshit them. If you go, let's say, you know, I'm not condoning cheating or anything, but if you go up right. to a broad and just tell her, no, like, look, from the get, I'm not here to look for a relationship. I got one of those already. I just want to have a a friend on the side. You know what I'm saying? They're right. more inclined to be like, you know what? At least I know I ain't got to deal with no drama with this motherfucker. All right, bet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, I'm not yeah. condoning that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. It's I understand. Just, see, when I met my girlfriend, yeah. I, you know, I said, hey, this is how I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I want in a relationship. And she said, well, that's good. This is what I want in a relationship. I said, well, that's good. And then we, and we've been together four years now. There you go. And never, never had a really bad fight. Right. Because the key is you can have different strengths, mm-hmm. okay, but you got to be similar. That whole opposite attracts bullshit. Fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> right. You got to like the TV shows you watch. You got to like the fucking TV shows she watch. Exactly. If not, you're just going to okay. have a glorified roommate. Yeah. If you like to watch fucking sports, she needs to be in the room watching sports with you and get into it. Mm-hmm. That's the type of woman you need. Yeah. Okay, if she taking her ass to the salon while you while you watching sports and shit like that, well, she gonna catch a detour. Right. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you want different strengths. You know, I'm a man. I got this. I can do this. She's a woman. She do this. Right. You know, like my 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 girlfriend is way way more smart. You know, she's smarter than me. That's her strength. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's more accomplished than me. That's her strength. And I don't mess with that. I you know, mm-hmm. her success is my success. And, you know, and also all the women and all the dating and all the, oh my God, all the, that I went through with women and divorce. I, I mean, I, I've been through all that shit. Any, any kind of relationship swinging, anything you could think of mm-hmm. when it comes to man and woman shit, I've done it. I have done it. So, you know, and, and, and that's what makes you a great mentor. I think that that's one of the signs of being a great mentor. And I've always thought about this, like, you know, um, it was like in the old adage in the military, fuck up to move right. up, you know? And I mean, the only way you could know what the limits are, are by either fucking testing them or pushing them or crossing them, you know? Right. How can I take advice from somebody who's never done? Yeah. And I think that's and what really pisses me off about the military and it was it was like that when I was getting out you can't make a mistake now yeah 
And it really pisses me off. Yep. And when I was a young buck, I was a specialist. These fucking sergeant majors are telling me I got busted twice. Mm-hmm. I made sergeant twice. Mm-hmm. There were some, and they were saw... fucking brigade sergeant majors. Right. I mean, at what point? You know, I don't know when that happened. You know, again, I'm from a different uh, era than military than you were, but I mean, yeah. shit. When did the military become a business versus a, a machine of lethality? You know, when did we forget that? Uh, I I think it it became a it became a business or a corporation, I should say. It became more of a corporation. It, it became a it became more of a corporation. I say the year before deployment started. Okay. The, like the year before nine eleven. That's when it all changed for some reason. It changed. You couldn't make before that. You could make a mistake, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember a lot of NCOs and officers. I remember officers. Our commander got a DUI, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Okay." It wasn't an automatic career killer. <laughs> no. Well, he was drinking with the battalion commander. Oh shit! <laughs> he was going to <laughs> Who's gonna write that Gomar up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, who gonna write that shit? You know. So, yeah, but it it, it turned into the you know, one mistake and you're out. And yeah. it's so wrong because people are young. They're young. They go make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now if you kill somebody, yeah. You know, right. if you fucking, you know, you DUI and you run some people over, you kill some people. Yeah. Right. You got to be punished. Right. Okay? You got to be punished. But in true reality, it's, it's a double jeopardy. Right. Yeah. Cause I remember when I first came in, if you got a DUI off post, it wouldn't, it wouldn't affect your military career. Double jeopardy. Because it was double jeopardy. Yep. But now, oh, it's they get you, oh, unbecoming of a of a soldier or NCO and they yep. they do all these things and, and so you gotta deal with the legal shit there. Right. Now if you got a DUI on post, mm-hmm. then they got you. Right. Because I I'm telling you, I remember it's like Oh yeah, DUI. I said, where'd he get it? <laughs> oh, I was downtown. I was like, oh shit, he good. He good. Motherfucker <laughs> good. Shit. Oh, he'll be man. to work tomorrow. But, you know, it's Friday. He'll get bailed out on Monday. He'll be all right. See, I was, spe- they get you. I was speaking with a senior NCO um, recently. Uh, he's still active. And um, he was telling me how much has changed since we were both bucks aren't. You know, when yeah. the NCO Corps was still strong. And, yeah. you know, we looked out for Joes because that was our job, you know. Yeah. And we took care of them. Yeah. Sometimes you have to turn a blind eye to certain things to make things happen for Joe because Joe might not be a fucked up soldier. He just made a fucked up decision, you know, but it's not something we're going to kill his career for, you know? And, but now not anymore. Everybody's um, out for themselves from what it sounds like. So tell you, I had a quick story. I had this, this soldiers, Martinez, my first section, I was the chief. I took over. And when I took over, the, the chief was a, he was a 13 Bravo, but he had like 19 years in. Oh, shit. Oh, God damn. And I don't know why he on the gun line. Right. He's six on the gun line. Chief now. And later on, I when I when I had the power, I removed some chiefs that had like 19 years. Get yeah. them off the gun. Mm-hmm. But he broke his foot. So they said, hey, we're going to move him. Silver, you're going to take over the section. And said, and then first on command said, oh, by the way, you got Martinez in your section. We want a chapter. Any little thing that he fucking does, you write him up. Damn. Right? 
because we need a packet to get rid of his ass. Right. I said, okay. I went down the motor pool, found Martinez. I said, look, do you want to be in the fucking army? Yes, Sergeant. I said, well, you need to start acting like you need to be in the fucking army. I said, they just told me to write up every little fucking thing you do and put your ass out. Mm-hmm. I said, so, you say you want to be in the army, you need to start acting like it. I said, if you act like it and you get trained and do what you're supposed to do, you're going to stay in the army. I mm-hmm. said, but if you a fuck up like they say, I'm going to write you up and get you up out of here. Right, right. I said, okay, Sergeant. The motherfucker was perfect. No problems out this guy. Damn. First song was like, what did you do to this guy? I said, leadership. Yep. Leadership. Do you know this guy went on? He's a fucking one off of four right now. No shit. That's fucking outstanding. That's awesome right there. Born off of four. When I hit Hawaii, when I hit Hawaii, I strode in Hawaii, he was there in another battalion and he made E6 when I was there. And then during the deployments, he put in the Warren Officer pack. Nice. See, yeah. sometimes all it takes is the right person to give him the right guidance. Outstanding. I mean, he was he, drill sergeant, all that shit. Oh, shit. He did all that shit. Outstanding. Made E7. He made E7 and got picked up and warned at the same time. That's fucking badass. Awesome. That, awesome it, guy. That, yes. And like now, you if said, I had listened to them fuckers, I'd have kicked them out. And Luca, we'd have lost. And think of all the people he's mentored, he's helped. Exactly. Exactly. You know Fuck. So, yeah, fucking Martinez, you and know. they thought this motherfucker. <laughs> we were deployed to Hawaii, and I seen him, and he said, "Man, they think I'm on because he blew up. He was lifting weights and he got real big." Yeah, he said, "Man, they think I'm on fucking steroids." <laughs> I said, "Are you on fucking steroids? You fucking huge, <laughs> right? What's your fucking neck." <laughs> oh, he recognized you. He said, "No, I'm not." I said, "Well, you better not be." I said, "Cause they're gonna start testing you." Mm-hmm. So. If you take some legal shit, you better fucking stop. He said, "No, man, I'm I'm getting the protein powder. I'm working that. That's okay. I'm just saying." You know what? Because cool. I said the fucking reason they think you're on steroids because you look like you're on steroids. Right. You swole as fuck. <laughs> well, shit. The cool thing is that you probably did something that nobody else was doing, and that's taking the time to get this kid on the right track. You right. know, taking the time yeah. instead of just yeah. being yeah. E6 and didn't give a fuck. Right. Right. He didn't give a fuck. He counting down retirement. Right. And later on, when I got the seal, I had two chiefs. Nineteen years in, I said I want them off the gun line. Why are they fucking chiefing? Mm-hmm. I didn't look at why did it, why they E seven. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let's get them off the gun lines. Get one of these high speed E fives. Exactly. Promoter, put their ass in there. They hungry. Mm-hmm. They know what they doing. They train. Let them rock with it. Yes, sir. Stop being afraid to change. Move these motherfuckers up out of here. I said, anyway, they're supposed to get a year to transition the fuck out. Fact. <laughs> and you got them on the fucking gun. Shit. I said, you know they go to IG and complain. They was like, okay, we'll move them. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great story to end on here, Coach. I do appreciate it. Oh, man, how long we been, man? I know bro. we've been talking forever. What, ask me something. What else you want to oh, talk about? Oh, bro, we already gone an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> this, it has flown by. What I love about it is that, um, you know, we were all able to get something out of it. We learned about you, yeah. you know, and I got some mentorship out of it, got some le- learning from you. Yeah, and what too, this man. opens up the door for is for a part two of Coach Silva coming on. Yeah, whenever, man, whenever. And I, you know, I'm so proud of you, bro. 
I listen to your podcast and, and I'm so impressed and, and it motivates me. Like the other day, I you know, when we was talking, I was like, yo, how are you doing this stuff? Teach me. Teach me. I'm I'm humble, right? Yeah. I'm humble. Yeah. Like this dude is on YouTube. I said, what the fuck? Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I I mean and it, all it took was one spark, you know, to no. get that fire going. And yeah. you know, I'm like you said, I'm not doing this for the money because I got a nine to five. You know what I'm right. saying? And I'm doing this because I'm selfish because in a way it's therapeutic for me. But I right. also know that there's somebody out there that might listen to this that could get something from this story. Or could right. be like, you know what? I can relate to that. And the yeah. midweek memos, that's just to fucking, it's me and my boy Kowalski shooting the shit to get us out of that rat race of life, you know, for right. at least for an hour. So I appreciate you being here and yeah, let no the problem. people know, let the people know where can they find you? Uh, well, you could hold on. Let me get let me get my card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's the Coach Silver podcast. Uh, you can find me on Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, on IG, you can find me at Coach Silver Fox, and on Twitter, you co- you can find me at Coach Silver Fox. Um, and I have a Facebook page. It's Coach Silver Facebook page. You can go ahead and join up. Um, and that's how you can reach me. I really appreciate all y'all that are listening. It got something out of this. I really appreciate it. But yeah, it's the Coach Silver podcast. And, you know, my podcast is more of, you know, I talk to people, but I'm just trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that by by talking about different subjects that someone can get out of it and that mm-hmm. you can relate to it. So Right on. We do appreciate you being here on the gun line. I appreciate you too. And um, would there be any other shout outs you want to give out? Uh, no, I'm good. Just to Jay. You know, Jay, you know, he my dog. Yes, he's sir. going through some things right now, so he's in my prayers. Yes, sir. Same here. You Same know, here. He's in my prayers. And, and and I like to shout out all those people out there that got to go to work. Yes. Right? All the people that ain't got a job, I'm going to shout out to them. You know, <laughs> I, I'm just blessed. Yes, sir. I'm blessed. You know, I, I, you know, I pray every day. And I'm humble and I thank God every day for what I have because it could be a lot worse. You oh, know? yeah. There's a lot of people hurting right now. There's so a lot of I folks. I don't think 2020 is going to be fucked up. Oh, yeah. Like this. There's a lot of folks out there wishing they had versus being grateful for what they got. Exactly. You know, and we need to be happy that we have what we have versus it could always be worse. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I'm going to give a couple of shout outs here real quick, um, you know, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this up. All right. So just a couple of shout outs out there um, to, let me pull out my shit here now. <laughs> I want to hey, go ahead. it ain't written down. Shit. Exactly. That's just going to blow my mind out. So quick shout outs out to GIVandals.com. That's my homeboy. He's military as well. And that's your place for satire attire, as I like to call it. And don't you take it from me, Urena. That's my shit. Satire attire or comical military shirts. So um, go check out GIVandals.com. And then as well as T-Shirt Boss, uh, you can find him on, on Facebook. And there's no custom shirt design too difficult. And finally, most importantly, this goes out to uh, one of my buddies, one of my friends, my family. It's going to be to his family, the Miller family. I want to shout out to uh, Joe, Angie, Samaj, and Isabella. Thank you all for the support and the love that you guys provide me. And I do it for people like you all, and I do it for everybody. And thank you, Coach Silva, for being thank on you. here with us today. 
with that right. being said, it's been a great day. Uh, listeners, if y'all have any questions, go ahead and uh, reach out to me on the gunline at gmail.com. If you have any questions for Coach Silva, send them over to me at on the gunline at gmail.com. Or Coach Silva, do you have any email? Yeah, Coach Silva at gmail.com. Very good. Y'all can go ahead and reach us right there, man. I'll check y'all out at the midweek memo coming up with Kowalczyk next weekend. With that being said, end of mission, rounds complete, gun line out. Ha, <laughs>